can't believe I let you guys talk me into following a vampire to an undisclosed location. Uh, actually, it's not an undisclosed location. It's a pawn shop. It's got a sign right out front. An undisclosed location wouldn't have a sign. That's not what that means. Uh, never mind. Oh, did you guys see this antique Halo serving set? It's 100% complete. Usually they're missing a glass or two or the chilling sphere. If you break it, you buy it. And if you can't afford to buy it, I break you. Oh, 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 oh. man, that was close. I think you should put that down now and stop touching everything. That goes for both of you. Uh, good thing the Riveteer Fixer told me to find you guys. I don't think you would have found me on your own. Hey, we were just taking a break, and also I did find you. You were standing in that dark corner watching us. You were trying to buy Halo from me. You didn't even know I'd been following you for several blocks. Mm, that that's fair. Do you happen to have any Halo for sale? No. Shut up and let me work. Uh, I think I'm gonna take a nap. I'm starting to get the after trash meal sweats. Uh, uh, I fixed it, or rather, I figured out what was wrong. It's missing its power source. If you look here, you can see where it's been removed. Oh, where do we get a replacement? You don't. This is old. So old, in fact, it predates New Capenna. Oh, so you mean like, uh, from old Capenna? Yes, actually. You'll need the original power source to get the portal working. Anything else isn't going to work. Uh, so it was removed? On purpose? Who do you think has it now? Obscura. Somatic sold it for Halo. I, oh yeah, yeah, I mean, it's Obscura. Welcome to another episode of Magic the Gathering. Oh, hold on. Welcome. I forgot the name of our podcast for a second. Uh, welcome to another episode of Magic Proving Grounds, the only Magic the Gathering podcast that proves that alchemy is, in fact, 33% fun and 66% not fun. How are my fellow hosts this week? Am I part of the 33 or part of the 66? Uh, that's for you to decide, my friend. I'm part of the 33. Oh. Proudly. <laughs> Pr- proudly part of the 33? Uh-huh. Um, well, I'm the moderator, Dave, and I'm part of the 66% moving maybe towards the 33%. Have yet to decide. Gotta play with Tasha, bro. It'll change your mind. And with me, of course... Our our illustrious co-hosts, Ben. Yep, that's me. I think I don't know. After all these changes, if see how it shakes out, it might be fifty fifty. Yeah. And also with me is other Dave. Illustrious feels a, a bit uh, an exaggeration. Extravagant for me. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever described myself as illustrious. Oh, uh, how would you like to be described in the future? I, I don't know. Something less shiny. Okay. All right. Unshiny co-host. Less <laughs> luster. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So what have y'all been doing this week? 
Mm, me? Uh, well, I mean, well, you know, <laughs> not not much in the way of magic. Lots of life stuff going on again. Sorry about last week not having a show. When it Hopefully. rains, it pours. Tell you something. What? Yeah. Um. So Ben's not been doing much. How about you, other Dave? I've largely spent the week expanding my comic book collection. Played a little bit of magic. Mostly just spent my week. Nice. Uh, tra- oh. Traveling around, going to different comic book shops and, and buying stuff for my collection. Wow. That sounds kind of cool, actually. <laughs> a lot better than, than the most of my week, although I, I did get a chance to play some magic. So just uh, finished out last Mastery Pass pretty strong. So got a lot of extra cards and stuff. Work in the uh, the ladder. Didn't get to gold this time because I didn't have a lot of time to play because of uh, life stuff. But there's always next month. Um, uh, tried that new jump in because um, they redid the cards for jump in with the last update. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a chance to play against that uh, polar bear alchemy card that we were talking about. Uh, oh yes, episode. that looks like a really fun card to play being on the other side of it is a little rough because they started just like dropping all kinds of blue octopus and stuff and squids mm. and i was just like guess i'm done here because i was playing um it was the double team pack and then another i forget the name of the pack uh but it was another like double pack for attacking and twos and stuff. I don't know. Anyways, there's red and white. Both. Uh, I, yeah. But yeah, the, that, that I definitely want to play with that polar bear card. So I have a story about the ranked. Uh, apparently, whenever I got my, because uh, I got my new computer and my new phone about the same time. Apparently, whenever I installed Magic Arena on my phone, I accidentally switched off of ranked and into just free play, and I did not realize it until oh man, it ended, and my rank was like silver, and I was like, "Why the fuck am I silver? I've been playing a ton of matches. I've been winning a bunch. What's going on?" Uh, I don't know. And then I realized I hadn't been playing ranked at all. <laughs> and well, I've done that too uh, before, <laughs> and then you like noticed like three or four matches in and you're like did i even play magic i didn't get a rank for any of these wins uh but that's kind of uh a commentary on what rank does to people and their motivations to play magic but that's neither here nor there unless you want to have that discussion um if not we can move on to news you guys want to do some news Sure. Well, I'm sure all of you, all of you, hit know. me with that beautiful, news. beautiful news. I thought you were going to say beautiful bean footage for. A I second. almost did. I almost uh-huh. did. That's what I was waiting for. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then I realized this was an audio podcast, and there is no footage. Oh, there's bean footage playing in the background right now, just because they can't see it. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's noticed that there was a huge update to the game, and uh, with that update came the release of. Baldur's Gate. Well, I guess the official name is Alchemy Horizons Baldur's Gate. Um, so get it right. It's a weird naming convention. It really is. 
it's a mouthful for no reason. And I I feel like it actually needs another subtitle. <laughs> like Alchemy Horizons, Baldur's Gate, Battle for the Crown or something. Like I feel like it it actually needs to be longer. Alchemy Horizons, Baldur's Gate, the cards you care about. Yeah. Alchemy <laughs> Horizons, Baldur's Gate will bleed your wallet dry. <laughs> that's that that's it. <laughs> We should get a job at Wizards. Mark Rosewater, if you're listening, I'm looking for a job. Feel free to contact. Yeah. So lots of alchemy cards. Um, they released the state of the game. We'll post the article. I think they do this every time they release a set. So they just kind of talked about how alchemy is awesome and why you should care. If you care about alchemy, you already know why it's awesome. So and why you the, should care. Let me get this straight. So this is a supplemental set that yes. comes into historic of cherry picked cards from the Baldur's Gate Commander expansion. Uh, yes. Uh, well, cherry picked, but some cards, of them are different. Yeah, they are cards that, at least in spirit, showcase what the cards in paper were supposed to be. They're they're not exactly the same per se, uh, but. Yeah, because we decided Tasha had the same uh, artwork, but not the same yes, text. Not the same text. But um, right. if you have, for some reason, if it has a duplicate of the card, like especially the Planeswalkers, uh, especially the Planeswalkers, uh, Tasha and Minsk and Boo, you also get the Commander version, like two, I seen. Um, to use where? Uh, I don't to Brawl. play with, to play with your buddies in free to play. I in free play, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I don't think that they're legal in brawl, brawl, but I don't play brawl, so maybe they are. I don't it's just know. really weird. They it, take a commander set and then make it part of the historic alchemy. Yeah, setup. It's a little weird, but um, they needed a product. They needed a. Mm-hmm. Product for the summer on Arena. So yep. So that's what we got, which I guess is fine. It is what it is. Um, are any of you guys planning on drafting the the set one once or twice on the on the on that their arena? Mm. Yeah. Once I have the free time, I'm going to give it a shot. I just I haven't had. I like to do my drafts in in chunks. I don't like to uh, start and stop and start and stop again. So. Mm. I'm a starter stopper, a start and stopper. I literally drafted one pack of cards last night and then went to bed. And then when I get a chance today, I'm going to draft the rest of the, the quick draft. So you're a starter and stopper within the same match. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even finish a bot draft. I have to like, I got to take a break. This is too much. Um. So yeah, I think I might draft it at least once to see how it shakes out. Um, I'm a little intrigued. But in my personal opinion, Alchemy Horizons Baldur's Gate is not the most interesting thing that came from the State of the Game article. Personally, the announcement of Explorer Anthology number one is what piqued my interest the most. Um, So they went ahead and announced that they're going to be releasing two anthologies by the end of the summer. One being the first in the anthology series for Explorer, 
and the second being Historic Anthologies number six. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar, the anthology sets have been a collection of 20 cards that you can uh, just buy outright from uh, Magic's past. So in the case of Historic Anthologies, they've been cards that Wizards feels they want to bring into the historic format. By by buy outright, you mean use wild cards on? Well, you can use wild cards, but the way it's worked in the past is it's like, give us 20 bucks and you get these cards or whatever the cost was. And then if you didn't buy the anthology before it disappeared, you can still claim wild cards to get them. Gotcha. The thing that buying them outright with cash gets you is four copies of each card. So it's kind of the better deal if you buy them outright when they're selling the bundle. Yeah, because it... You can buy them with gold too, right? Yeah, you can buy them with gold. I've bought one with gold before, and I might have bought one outright. I don't think it's actual cash; it's gems. But let's be serious, right? Unless you draft a ton and and turn your coins into gems. Yeah, for most people, it's cash. I'm definitely down for that. Um, in the case of the Explorer Anthology, it's obviously going to be Pioneer cards that they want to bring into Explorer to help complete the the format moving forward towards Pioneer. So I'm kind of interested to see what cards are going to be in that anthology. Do we have a list on that? Uh, They didn't release a list. Other Dave, you mentioned that that you'd heard that uh, Swift Spear was coming to Arena. Yeah, no, I heard that Swift Spear was going to be in that. uh, Anthology? That's what I was going to ask. That's a, uh, a pretty good idea in my opinion my opinion because that's uh one of the key key cards in the mono red deck and it's hella easy to program i imagine because they've already got all the pieces already in there put it together throw in some art yeah i would uh be very surprised if that particular card isn't in the anthology well yeah because you think i think about it they got like almond cats there so soul scare marriage is there so they already have the coding for prowess I mean, that, that's probably, like, people like poo-poo on why, like, why can't they just put cards in here? It should be easy. But some of the cards have different abilities that probably takes a lot of coding to get to work. Mm-hmm. But, like, Swift Spear has prowess, so prowess is already in Arena, so therefore that should be an mm-hmm. easy tick to help complete that red deck. Yep. So um, fun. What other cards do you foresee or wish might be in this uh, anthology set? Oh man, I feel like this is a question for me. Uh, I don't. I just don't know what's not in Explorer, really. Swift Spear would be good. The mono green deck needs Nykthos Shrine to Nyx. Mm. Yeah, I've uh, seen people saying that they think Nykthos will be in there. Um, I think that'd be a good that'll one. That'll make it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That'll make it like probably the best deck in the format on Explore. I mean, it's it's still really good without it, but that'll just kind of push it over the edge. Um, Karn the Great Creator was in War of the Spark, right? Correct. Okay, so he's in there already for that deck. Seen some um, people asking for Reflector Mage and Spell Queller. Interesting. I think Spell Queller would be a good addition, honestly. I like Spellcaller a lot. Uh, what's that particular card do off the top of your head? I don't 
Uh, so if I remember correctly, it's one color, one blue, one white. Uh, when it comes into play, you can exile a spell with converted mana cost four or less. Yeah, exile target spell with converted mana cost four or less. A lot of times, just being able to do that and delay whatever spell it is. So, yeah. That spell goes off at a time that is less than ideal. Yeah, saves your combo. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's a neat card. Definitely would be good for the uh, the blue white spirits deck that doesn't exist on Explorer, as far as I know. <laughs> it will soon. They're building it. If you build it, they will play. Um, you afraid to say the word "come"? Well, it just doesn't make any sense. If you build it, they will come play magic. I guess. Yes. This didn't make any sense in my mind. Um. So. Anyways, to round off the uh, rest of this article, they basically reiterated the renewal process um, that they're doing for standard rotation. So I'm not going to cover that, but if you'd like to go listen to episode nine, we uh, talk about it there. With the release of the Alchemy Horizons Baldur's Gate set, they did a lot of rebalancing for alchemy. This is what makes alchemy different than paper and the fact that they typically don't ban cards. They rebalance them to make the the meta not as stale um, so that, you know, top decks aren't top, aren't oppressive um, and whatnot. Have a, other decks have a better shot of being competitive, except in this case, they did ban a card. Anybody want to guess which card they banned? I mean, you put it in the show notes, so I abstain. There is a 100% chance that I would get this right if I guessed it. It's Cauldron Familiar. No, you're, you're <laughs> actually... They might as well have banned that card because they did rebalance it, but it's Grinning Ignis. Oh, Wow. Why has nobody ever talked about this card? This is the first time I've ever seen it. I know, right? They're like, we banned Granang Ignis. I'm like, what what, what the hell does that card do? I can read it. It's it's actually, I don't know why this isn't being used and abused. It's okay. So it's one red, two colorless. If you pay red, return Gritting Ignis to its owner's hand. It's it's a creature, two, two. Pay one red, return Gritting Ignis to its owner's hand, add. Two colorless and one red activate only as a sorcery. That seems like yes, you could um, do some trickery. Well, that's exactly why it was banned. It was part of a infinite combo uh, that they were trying to combat. And the reason it got banned, according to the article and their logic, was that changing it to... Uh, get rid of the com the infinite combo they would have had to change it or the other card it worked with so much that it wouldn't be anywhere close to the same card so they just went ahead and banned it in that case because yeah because you'd have to you'd have to decrease the mana you get for returning it or increase the amount it costs to do the thing 
and yeah. or both. <laughs> and at that point, then why even play in the card? Yeah, just ban it. Okay. Uh, the next little piece of alchemy rebalancing, I think uh, Ben will probably appreciate, is that Winona, joiner of forces, is unbanned. They decided to rebalance her, and now it works exactly the way you originally thought it worked. <laughs> one trigger per combat? One trigger per combat. Now it triggers whenever one or more non-human creatures attack. So, See, I was just ahead of the curve, that's all. Yeah, you're like, this is this is how it's going to work. You saw into the future, and you're like, yep. this is how it's going to work in historic. Now you're Don't prepared. at me about uh, lottery numbers or anything like that. Yeah, it only works for magic. Re- uh, alchemy. Spoiler: like, Tom Brady will win the Super Bowl again. Your uh, Tom Brady win the Super Bowl again? Yeah, that's, that's what I said. Yeah, that's my prediction. That's wow. your prediction. Yeah, your 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 super your superpower is you can see into the future, but you can only see the upcoming al- alchemy rebalances. Yeah, so don't bet on Tom Brady or bet on Tom Brady. I don't know. It seems like a pretty good bet. Yeah, that's just a, that's just a safe bet. Um, so, what are your thoughts on this, uh, Ben? Uh, I don't think that it's going. Historic is powerful enough. I don't think it's going to break anything to have her back. But we'll see. We'll see. Okay, next card. Well, I don't know. They they rebalance some other stuff, which makes it kind of. Eh. Yeah, but. who knows? It's up in the air at this point. We'll see. Um, so next rebalance card is a Meat Hook Massacre. Ooh, everybody knows what Meat Hook Massacre does. Should we read it out? How how it was originally written? Or just wanted to assume everybody knows? Sure. <laughs> that doesn't I, answer your question. I've, I've never seen someone play Meat Hook Massacre. You have never. <laughs> Are you a big Legacy fan? Yeah, I, I only play uh, Legacy on Arena. Everyone yeah. yeah, everybody does. It's um good card. Anyways, ne- it never ends. It really doesn't. Um, however, with the new rebalancing, they've amo- removed the last clause of the card, which was whenever a creature an opponent controls dies, gain one life. Uh, hmm. So you're no longer gaining life as you wipe the board with your meat hook. Massacre. Yeah, so the dealing the one damage is still going to be there. So whenever one of your creatures dies, it does one damage to opponent. Yes. But they're removing where you gain the life, which actually helps the card, I think. Well, not the card, but helps the opponent. Because mm-hmm. the issue with that deck is that no matter how much damage, you have to kind of do enough damage to overdeal how many times they're putting that cauldron familiar in the graveyard right Mm -hmm. Uh, because they're constantly gaining double the life for every time they move that cauldron familiar out and then back in uh so now they're removed one of those lives so it'll probably make it a little easier to deal with the deck as a whole what yeah because when you it's your opponent controls you don't gain the life from sack and you're kidding it's for like Oh, you're, yeah, you're, sorry. You you know what I'm saying though, but when you when you No, I don't know what you're saying. I'm very confused about what you're saying right now. I'm backwards. You gain the life. What I'm saying is you gain the life from the kitty, but 
it's he's they're not gaining life when they put the meat hook out or when they kill one of your things with uh yeah mayhem devil or yeah whatever that's like you're getting beat down by a handful of creatures and then you drop the meat hook and then you gain life enough to stabilize that's that's how i've always right and then the mayhem devil just pings off their creatures all the while gaining life yeah so you can't do that anymore so it's less of a you're with this new balance you're not really as far behind the eight ball yeah because you can you can still out damage them directly to the face or whatever yeah because the without um, them continuously gaining life yeah the meat hook player has less of a chance to stabilize on the on the life total side of right yeah i guess that's what i was saying even though i said it wrong yeah you just got you gotta speak ben I, i got where you're going with it so yeah, I think overall this is a, probably a pretty good uh, balance to this particular card. It'll be interesting to see how it works in conjunction with some of the other uh, balances they've made to that deck, uh, which we yeah, will. Yeah, that card is still really good. It just doesn't. Yeah, doesn't give you quite the life advantage that it used to. Yeah. Um, I want to let's talk about the other card from that particular deck that they've went ahead and rebalanced with it, which is. Also known as Cauldron Familiar. Um, the unplayable kitty. And now <laughs> yeah, it, you would never play this card. Yeah. Now it's not as good as they've added to the card Cauldron Familiar can't block. So. Uh, they, I think he's unplayable now. I really do. Like, if he can't chump block, his effectiveness is drastically less than yeah, it was. Like yeah. Half of what he did was chump block, and the other half was get an oven. Uh-huh. <laughs> well so, he blocked and before he took the damage he got in the oven yeah and then did a damage by coming back out yep. he baked yeah. me a pie so it seems like they're trying to go after this deck to yeah. make it so that it's not as because as dave said before his problem with the deck is it's not interactable which they haven't changed that really but it did make it so that the other deck can't interact with you as much mm-hmm. uh, or they can't benefit from interaction with you. They've definitely decreased the overall power level of, of the deck, in my opinion. Especially yeah, it seems if, like they're... I really they're, think that if Cauldron Familiar can't block, the deck is playable. Huh. Oh, it, it'll probably still be played. It just won't be top tier, I imagine. Uh, well, okay, yeah. Sure. I mean, you can play anything you want. I can, pl- I can build a Visitrix <laughs> deck if I want to. Um... Hey, you leave Visitrix out of this. Yeah, I can, I can do whatever I want, but I, I think the deck is not competitive if the kitty can't block. Yeah, I, I do think, I do think people will still find a way to make it competitive. It just and won't be as annoying to play against. They're gonna That's take my opinion. They're gonna take out the kitty and put in the polar bear. That's how it's gonna work. Well, yeah, that polar bear is awesome. Let's move on to the next two rebalances, and these ones are targeted at the uh, Is It Phoenix decks, uh, basically. So uh, Dragon's Rage Channeler, also known as Darcy, has been rebalanced. It now only receives plus two, plus zero uh, when its controller has Delirium. So, So she's basically a surveil trigger now. Ye- well... She still gets flying <laughs> and uh Yeah. And, She's just really easy and to kill. Must attack every turn. Still dice to bolt 
So yeah, but also shock doesn't flyer. Yeah, now shock because isn't Bolt banned? Yeah. Okay, so it's still now it dies to shock or pinging or one trigger from mayhem devil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. It's, uh, it's going to die fast. More fragile <laughs> with this uh, tweak. It's not going to stay on the board for very long. And then, um, so I guess, what are your guys' thoughts on this particular rebalance? I mean, I'm a huge fan of Darcy. I think she's one of the best cards in the format, but now she's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a fan of Darcy too. Pretty good card. Like me, my Savelle triggers. Pretty good uh, on the beat down when you get the delirium. But yeah, yeah. she's a game closer. And I'm not sure she will nope. be now when you can just ping her to death. Yep. Exactly. Um, so what do you think, other Dave? About Darcy? Yeah. Darcy. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Well, now you don't have to worry about her too much. No, I I didn't worry about her before, but I I think it is a good change overall, except for people who like that card. Every yeah. nerf is fine, except for when my favorite card gets nerfed. Right, like I think all of these uh, all of, all of these changes are better for Magic as a whole. It does suck for people uh, who like to play those cards, though. Better for alchemy magic as a whole. Yeah. I, I mean, if you could do this with paper cards, I think it would be better for magic as a whole, too. You just can't do it with paper cards. I mean, yeah. I like the finality of living with your mistakes, though. That's life. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the last rebalance card is Unholy Heat. So um, what they've done is they uh, rebalanced the Delirium boost and it is now four instead of six damage so so for one red you would do two damage to target creature or planeswalker and now for one red mana when you have delirium instead of six damage you do four yes so it's more of an unholy warmth in my opinion yeah Uh, in historic I, I don't play historic too much so what is the overall point of having delirium besides these two cards in in like the historic meta is there anything else that benefits from delirium hmm. that you guys know not of? That I, can think of. I can think of or at least not in any major way not in the is it phoenix decks anyway deck anyways these are the two yeah so the, these are the two that at least in modern are, are really people care about delirium for um because they are modern horizons cards actually. So yeah. Uh why I just I'm not sure what else you would uh, this to me seems like you don't even really need to worry about delirium. I mean, you're not getting well, I th- like you wouldn't want to build your deck around getting delirium just for these two cards the way that they've been I balanced, think, I guess. Um, I don't know. It these are like more a, opportunity ads than anything because you're not with the Isaac Phoenix deck the point isn't to get delirium. It's to dump as many cards in your graveyard as you can so that you get the phoenixes out and casting spells to get the phoenixes out so you can cheat them into play from the graveyard. So these are more like 
opportunity cards. It's the, because right. You're going to yeah, get cause that's, it's the same. It's, it's the same as um, the Merktide reasoning. You're dumping him in to pay for Merktide. And then you also, by chance, get Delirium. I just wonder how that deck will shift with these rebalances because there might be something else that actually does it better because the value add isn't really there anymore. Yeah, I'm not probably. sure. I don't think anything. Darcy, Darcy will stay I, for yeah, sure. I don't think anything changes because that deck is all about aggression anyway. So like Darcy not getting the plus two toughness, who cares? No, oh, it's going to get killed. Well, if you can get a couple. But I mean, it gets killed when you don't have delirium right. anyway because it's a one right. one. Unholy Heat, if Lightning Bolt was in the format, uh, I, I think it'd be different, but Unholy Heat still might stay because it's still two mana for, or two damage for one that sometimes is four. Mm-hmm. Um, that six, though, I I don't know. That six really helps kill planes, problematic Planeswalkers mm-hmm. like very efficiently. I mean, yeah, um, I, so I get I that, but I still, I don't, I don't feel like any of this kills that deck. And I don't feel like any of it really changes that deck either. Yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah. think of what you would... What It just powers yeah, it down it a little bit. Down, I, I can't think mm. of anything you would replace these cards with. Like, off right. the head, I, that makes it better. I, yeah, I'm just stream of consciousing because it's the first time I saw this. <laughs> like, I didn't know they were constant time. I'm just wondering out loud. Like, hmm. I, all you really want from Darcy is the plus two, plus oh, anyway. Like, the other... Like you said... Yeah, it's easier to kill, but they they typically aren't really that worried about it. And if you're using your stuff to kill Darcy, then they still have other stuff they can kill you with. They're still going to be bringing their phoenixes out. Mm-hmm. I guess my thoughts on Darcy is in paper, in modern specifically, because that's where she's legal, because uh, there's no historic. Um, this change, if it came, the card came out like this, that would be bad. In historic, when there's no really efficient answer like lightning bolt, then that's a problem card and needs rebalanced. I don't think it would need rebalanced in paper. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And that's probably why they did it, I guess. Yeah. And probably the same for Unholy Heat, too, honestly, because Mm -hmm. the power level of historic is not that of modern. Mm -hmm. So the four is more in line with, you know, the power level of historic Mm -hmm. instead of the six. So, yeah, I guess this all makes sense. I don't have any real complaints. Is uh is Leyline of the Void in Explorer? Uh, uh it should be, because the ley line the ley lines are, yeah. I can tell you here for sure in a second. Or it's in Pioneer. I don't know if it's is it Corset 2020, so is that released in or Guild Pack. So yeah, it should be, right? Yes. Should be. Is it available in Arena right now? Yeah. Yep, it's in yeah, it's in Explorer. Do any of these decks work in two out of in best two out of three? Just out of curiosity, or are these pretty much only like best of oh, one matches? Uh, the Phoenix one does. I think. Well, I've both versions of the deck that I have on Arena have uh, best of three, or are designed for best of three. They get sideboards and stuff. So, I just I wonder how how well they do when you play against things like Leyline of the Void and stuff like that. Once people sideboard to play against you. Like, how does the Phoenix deck deal with Leyline of the Void? Oh, probably not. I, <laughs> I don't know. Does it have enchantment removal? I don't think it does. No. Um, no. Yeah, I think you're like, guess I'm playing a fair game where I'm casting them from my hand. I mean, that's how I would and, do it. 
because doing it any other and there's no delirium that way and there's no like yeah yeah. i just don't think people are using ley line yeah i've never seen it on arena i've never had it and that's i mean if they start then it's going to power down this deck i mean you know either deck i don't know why you would not sideboard i don't play a lot of best of three games so that's probably why yeah, maybe there's just not enough stuff in the meta right now, but yeah, uh, between between Cauldron Familiar and Phoenix, I would think there's a, at least enough to warrant having it what, in the sideboard. What deck would run this in the sideboard? Like what what black deck is of tier one in historic would want this as a sideboard? No. Uh, Never forget, but people you don't, don't have to be in black. Right. Well, yeah. If it's in your hand, it starts on the board, so people just put it in their non-black deck, hoping just to get in. They'll mulligan down to getting it in their opening hand, and then... I guess that's how you could do it, but that's just... I don't know. That seems seems the worst way to go about consistent. doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe the, maybe the meta isn't as graveyard-heavy enough to really warrant that I was going to say, maybe risk, the rest of I the guess. stuff in the meta is just not that bad, but... Uh, yeah, well, the... the when... T- um, what was the card in Modern Horizons? I think the first one, Hogak, when Hogak became a thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, Playline of the Void was in every sideboard. Oh, yeah. Every one of them. It was either Leyline of the Void or uh, the the white one that exiled the graveyard when it came into play. I can't remember what that was called. Uh, rest, rest in, in peace. peace. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's look at um, top decks and see what the last... So from MTG Goldfish, we're looking at Golgari Food is 8.4% of the historic meta. And the Isaac Phoenix is 26 so I'm wondering why they hit. That doesn't. Is it Phoenix? Uh, NTG top eight has. Well, it looks like Isaac Phoenix is thirty percent of the the aggro, and seventeen percent for Golgari aggro, which is the food deck. The Golgari deck doesn't have ley lines of the void in it. No, it wouldn't take out its own graveyard. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, what deck benefits from it? The Rakdos deck isn't running ley lines either. Yeah. Well, there's a few of them that have Graftaker's Cage in the sideboard. So I guess if you're running that instead. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I haven't. Azorius Control runs Rest in Peace. Interesting. I don't know, man. The, they just, nobody seems to value. Leyline of the Void at, at this point. Not in Historic, no. It's even fallen off of the, the meta um, in Modern. I think it's just they've printed so much efficient graveyard hate that, you know... It's like a graveyard um, hoser like that isn't necessary. Right. Right. It's like play Leyline of the Void mm-hmm. and not be able to pay, play it during the game or put in a relic of progenitus mm-hmm. and then also get to draw a card if you don't need, you know, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, uh-huh. there are, I guess just more efficient. There stuff. are quite a few targeted graveyard removal cards, like uh unlicensed hearse and stuff mm-hmm. that you can, yeah. net, you can pick it out uh, 
which is really really helpful for powering down delirium in specific because then you can choose their one artifact Mm -hmm. in the graveyard or their one enchantment Mm -hmm. and power down delirium that way yeah so that's probably what people are doing just using the more targeted stuff it's a little more efficient Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. inconsistent yeah okay well that's it for news and our brief discussion on the historic meta uh you mean you don't want to talk about no Fortnite? Okay, let's talk about Fortnite. You've convinced me. <laughs> um, Come on, we got to get the young the young listeners in to, here, right? Yeah, we got to get the the Gen Z uh, audience. So, yeah, Wizards has announced their uh, one of their secret layer drops for July, which will be uh, Fortnite. Which comes uh, two drops in particular. Drop number one is uh, well, we'll just go with the drop labeled Fortnite landmarks. Is that just the lands? Yeah, it's the lands, and they feature art showing various locales around the Fortnite map. Like, uh, yep, these are accurate. Yeah, I, I I quite like the plains with the Anarchy Acres uh, farm. Yep. Was the Shark Cove is kind of cool. I think it's really good art too. Yeah. My kids love Fortnite, so I might get not the lance because they're gonna be like it's five lance for I assume right. it's gonna be like twenty nine ninety nine because that's usually the lowest secret layer drop price. I don't really feel like lands, even though these are really cool arts. That doesn't do it for me as far as pricing goes. But the collection of cards, which are reskinned versions of existing cards. Do you guys remember the Godzilla cards from uh yes, Akora? Mhm. Same concept. Also the Street Fighter cards, same concept where they Yeah. They have the where it's an existing card, card yeah. that's been renamed. And then um you have the the skin name if you will. We'll do Fortnite flavoring. <laughs> it's a reskin. The so they're fortnighting up, the, up. Yeah, they're fortnighting the magic up these cards. cards. Hey, man, I kind of dig it. So <laughs> they're reskinning. Uh, and then the actual name of the cards underneath it, and a little added placard thing. So yeah, the Dracula cards, the Dracula box toppers did this. The yeah, Victoria box to- box toppers did this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's neat, and I think they've got some pretty good cards, um, at least for commander multiplayer type styles of magic. Um, if you will. Yeah, let's be real. Secret layers for Commander. Yeah, basically, yes. It's the only time I've ever been almost inclined to get one was when it's like, oh, that'd be a really good Commander card to have in my Commander deck. Anyways, so let's give a rundown of the cards and tell you what they are. So the first one is Shrinking Storm. So anybody who's played Fortnite knows that reference. Yeah, the storm closes in to hurt everybody together. Anybody outside dies. Yes. This or in the storm dies. Is the reskinned version of Wrath of God. I think it's pretty Which fitting. Which makes sense. Destroy all creatures yeah. that can't be regenerated. The, the flavor text for this card is watch the skies. Thought that was neat. Mm. And then the next one is called Crack the Vault, which is a reskinned version of Grim Tutor. Makes sense. Crack a vault, you get a card from your library. Yep, you get a prize. You go into Fortnite, you get all the loot from the vault. Or in this case, you get one card in your hand. And then uh, the cube, which is a reskinned version of Planar Bridge. I'm not super deep 
into Fortnite lore. I think something happened if you touched the cube or the cube well, exploded at the yeah. end of a season or something, and then it teleported them to a different dimension. Best of what I can tell, based on what my kids talk to me about, it's it's basically a portal. That's where all the... When they do crossover stuff, it's because the cube has brought those people right. to, uh, to the island, like the Batmans or the Spider-Mans. Yeah, so, so the cube in this case brings a permanent from your library onto the battle. Yeah, I think it's a flavorful uh, uh, reskin because you're. Yeah, they did a pretty good job, honestly, yeah, with these. Good. It makes sense. And then uh, the next one is the Ply Llama in the, in the Fortnite game are these little pinatas. You know what a llama, Fortnite llama is. You've seen one. You've seen it, whether you know it or not. It is a race gun version of. What's Ethereum that? Sculptor? Yeah. I couldn't read the... Which, this is the one I have a problem with. Um, it's a creature. A llama doesn't, isn't, a, it doesn't move. It's not in the game. It's not, like, but it's you a, kill it to get the loot out of it, but it's not, it's like... An, it's an artifact creature, though. Yeah, I can understand it being an artifact, but a creature, mm, I don't know. I don't know if this is the, the most flavorful one here, either going on what we're talking about because you don't get you get your artifact spells just cost one less so yeah it's a good card know. though it is a good card so you know you want to take this next one yeah sure it's uh dance battle is a copy of dance of many basically does a lot of mumbo jumbo i'm not going to read yeah it copies uh, <laughs> it just puts copies yeah. of creatures on the battlefield so and then the we got battle royale which is a reskin of Triumph of the Hordes, which buffs all the creatures you control, get trample and infect. I'm not sure where the flavor really is on that one either, but... Yeah. Sure. I do like this next one, the final one, Battle Bus. Battle Royale is the best movie ever made. That's where the player... (laughs) The book's really good. I'm not sure I could call the movie that good. I hate to be that guy. The book's way superior to the movie. Just gonna say yeah. that. Well, I mean, I agree with you there. The book is the superior version, and honestly, the manga is superior to both of them. No, uh, I need to read that. Yeah, I've actually been thinking about doing the manga, but I haven't. The manga is really good. I highly recommend it. It's great, better than that Hunger Games bullshit. Oh uh, man, how do you not like the movie though? Yeah, like it's not Battle I, Royale. I don't dislike the movie. It's a good movie. It's just that <laughs> it's the book is so much better. It's it's really campy, and if you appreciate the camp, then it's good. But just, I guess my chief complaint with the movie is that it was almost impossible to um, translate the the main antagonist motivations to the movie. The one that that made the choice to start killing everybody flips the coin. In the movie. Well, yeah, he, in the in the book, it's because his he had a, a traumatic brain injury that messed up his ability oh, right. to tell right from wrong so he flips the coin and goes i don't know what to do yeah i'm gonna flip the coin guess i'm gonna try to win this yeah whereas in the movie they're like well he just showed up because he wanted to play he 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 paid to be here kind of thing right yeah and 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 that was one of the most in the book that scene where he makes that decision is like kind of a really important impactful decision yeah kind of lets you know what it, it like sets the stage a lot. It does a lot of character and world building. Um, and if you don't have that, I suppose it's a loss. I, yeah. So that's my chief complaint, but it's almost impossible to translate that 
Right. Into they, I mean, they don't have enough time to, to develop every one of those characters the way they're developed in yeah. the book and for the manga. But, uh, like, for, Makes sense. for what they have to work with, especially the time that they made the movie, mm-hmm. I think it's a great movie. Yeah. Oh, it's I would of, like to see it remade. It's one of my favorite uh, Japanese movies. As my complaint about the movie, it's not like I get. You don't have time to do the guy's backstory, so he's just a previous contestant who wants to come it up. Okay, fine. Uh, yeah. I actually think the worst part of the movie is the poison storyline. I don't think they do a great job of portraying why she poisons everyone as opposed mm. to the book and the manga. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. But, you know, let's let's talk about magic on our magic, the, the Gathering podcast. Fortnite is based on Battle Royale. We, 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 we got to go back to here. the original. It's a lovely tangent, yeah. but yeah. but we got to we, well, we got to steer back. Welcome to, to Magic the Gathering Proving Grounds Reviews Movies. Mm-hmm. It needs, <laughs> and, not, and it needs another subtitle, just like Magic sets do. We need yeah. to add another. We need like four subtitles. So, um, why don't you hit up the Battle Bus there? Uh, yeah, it's the, the, I like this one because Battle Bus is a reskin of Smuggler's Copter. Uh, and it it's cool. I, like, <laughs> I think that's flavorful. I like the art. I can dig it. Um, yeah. So, and the flavor cool. text is: Don't forget to thank the bus driver, <laughs> uh, because you know that gives you extra luck, and you're going to win if you thank the bus yeah. driver. And it's also you know just being polite. Um, you know, except for the fact that you're forced to fight an endless battle with one another. Are they forced to in the in the canon of uh, Fortnite, or are they just choosing to? I think it's I forced. Really although, like I just said earlier, I'm not up on the lore. I would have to ask my what you can get my kid in here, and we can have the Fortnite lore expert explain. I don't to know. Us Jonesy what. seems pretty into it. <laughs> I don't even know what you guys are talking about. So. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so you know. I'll, I'll, I will uh, report back if I decide to get this because my I've been showing my kids the cards and they're like this is cool and maybe we can uh, yeah maybe I'll oh, pick this I up did... and try to convince my one kid who really loves Fortnite to play some uh, Commander with these Fortnite cards. <laughs> um, Grim Tutor and Wrath of God. I'm not sure the other ones are in most. I mean, you could use them in any deck, right? But what? well, uh, trying for the hordes would be good in a commander deck. Yeah, too. I, I'm, not, um, I'm not sure about the other ones. I think you could do some uh, planar bridge shenanigans. Uh, yeah. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Planar bridge would be good. Yeah. I don't know if it's actually used in competitive EDH, but oh uh, man, get off on that. No, nobody likes competitive EDH. <laughs> it's not something that should be competitive. That's why. Yeah, I agree. Um, big fan of the casual. <laughs> well, yeah, the whole point is, hey, you can, we're we're tired of this competitive scene, uh, ruining all our stuff and forcing us to play these things to stay relevant. So we're gonna pile all our cards into this hundred card thing and then just play casually around a table, and then eventually it turns into this competition again. I guess that's the nature of people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's the nature of magic players, especially. Everyone's got to be better than the next. Yep. So uh, I'll let you guys know if I eventually do pick these up. Provide feedbacks. Get get more of my kids to play and still trying to fill out my draft pod. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
Do we have time for the discussion this week? Uh, no, we'll probably save it. We can do a extra. I would say it feels like we actually went pretty long. Yeah, yeah. Just what we had. Yeah, it's all the uh, the tangents about Japanese movies. So I guess that concludes the show for this week. Uh, why don't you tell everyone where to find us, Ben? You can find us on Twitter at mpgpod. You can find me personally at be nice mpg and where can they find you moderator dave you can find me at dave underscore mpg on twitter uh you still not on the internet there uh, other dave i am still not on the internet it's probably the best for everyone yes uh also if you have any thoughts on alchemy rebalancing uh in the state of magic as a whole specifically historic or alchemy give us a email at show at magicprovinggrounds.com yep or tweet us it's all good you know whatever works for you outro music the end I want to put the I want to put the bear story at the end, but I think it's too. Uh... <laughs> I think you need to cut it, man. That's too much. <laughs> but but we were talking about the polar bear, and it led into the bear story. I think that's uh, man, it'd be perfect. But yeah, it's too. I much. mean, if somebody tries to like, it's not on the internet anymore, so it's not like anybody's gonna find it. But oh, you could still find it. You, I just. I found some links to it. They were just to some uh, unsavory sites, and I was not going to yeah, get a virus let's on not, your computer. Yeah. Let's not lead yeah. people to unsavory places of the internet. Yeah, <laughs> At that'd, least be, not that'd on be pretty purpose. bad. Yeah. Hey, man, that was a formative video of my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> that explains Is that why you're really into shaking teddy bears? Oh, it's such a... <laughs> the internet was such a strange place. was. When we were kids. It just got stranger. Yeah, they just they just segmented it off into like 4chan and 8chan now. They don't. <laughs> it's, it's still, still strange, strange, but just better contained. Slightly hidden. <laughs>